Hi, and welcome to Connected Conversations for Creatives. I'm your host, Jennifer Carr, and today I am honored and excited to introduce you to my friend and colleague, DK Walker. He's a literary success consultant, an author, a podcaster, and today we're going to talk a little bit about his craft and his services, but then we're going to dive into some of the skills that it takes to do what we do and some of the struggles that we have faced throughout the process and how we each deal with that. So let's get to it. First of all, Thank you so much for being the first guest on this show and, and really being the reason that this kind of got started in the first place. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself and how we met, got this ball rolling and all of that. I kind of alluded to it, but you throw in the details you want to throw in. I got you. First of all, that was a phenomenal opening. I need you to introduce me like that to my wife and kids because they don't think I'm that great. Um, that was, I, I, that was, yeah, I, yeah. I need this part of the, the recording. Cause that's going to be my new ringtone. I promise you, like, this is the way I need to be introduced and people need to acknowledge me. Like that was well done. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. Um, how we met, we met on TikTok, um, over a different of opinion. Um, and what happens was we, we had a, well, you did a stitch, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm a proponent of, you know, four pages of less when it comes to writing your chapters. You was like, oh, that's too short. And you lost your damn mind. I was like, okay, cool. And so I hit you up on, on you know, your inbox DMs or whatever the young folks call it. And we had yeah. a conversation. And so thinking that we we're going to be at odds, we found out that we had more in common than not. Um, you were so you were so nice and gracious to appear on my podcast to talk about you know pros and cons of writing four pages or more, and I think we came to the the understanding and agreement as long as um the reader understands the message that you're trying to convey, no matter how many pages are written. And so yeah. since then we we've been in cahoots. It's true, and we've got a lot of things that, like you know I, I sometimes I'm like I got so many irons in the fire, and I want to blame you <laughs> because you keep popping off these inspirational things. It's like hey Jennifer, get in there, and I'm like. Stop it. Stop it. But I'm so grateful that we've we've just kind of our energies have matched and our goals line up and we just have a lot of the same um like ambitions that we want to see happen. And we all have, I think we both have like the author at the heart of our goal, like what we want to see happen. We do it because we love writing, we love storytelling, um, mm. but also we love the people behind it and we want to see them succeed. And that's what, that's kind of what, you know, we're doing here, but also what you do with your podcast. So talk about your podcast and what you do over there. Oh, so my podcast, listen, if I got a story to tell podcast, um, I, I think everyone, I think, I believe I know everything is story, right? I think all authors have this magnificent story within them. Now they may have yet to write that story. They may be progressing up to that, right? Um, once they 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 do that, it's like like oh, I don't want to go down that that hole just yet. So long story short, I believe in my journey to help authors. I want to pull out their best story from them. Over at my podcast and whatnot, we have frank discussions on how to do that. You know, we talk about marketing, um, self-publishing, the pitfalls of self-publishing. And me, I'm always looking for not necessarily the easy way to get stuff done, but just the 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 straight to it without the fluff, right? You, you'll hear yeah. a lot of experts take you up and down this rabbit hole of what you should do, you shouldn't do. Give me the formula, plug in, plug in the specifics and let's get going, right? Yeah. I, only, I, I want authors to stop being their worst enemy and realize that that story that's in them to get it out before even go down the the many rabbit holes that we're going to go down here's a message for all authors you are your worst enemy nobody mm -hmm. else but mm -hmm. you right mm -hmm. so do yourself a favor and become your best friend yes 
Yes, exactly. And I mean, who knows you better, right? You know, all your own strengths and all your own weaknesses, which is what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Like, you know yourself the best. So like, get out of your own way, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like you, so mm, think about it, right? So if you have um, affirmations, right? People get up in the morning time, they say the affirmations. So I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but this is just my belief, right? Affirmations is nothing but a beautiful lie. Up until mm. the point, up until the point that your actions meet and match those affirmations. So, so the brain cannot, scientific fact, right? The brain cannot differentiate between the truth and the lie if it's you that's doing the talking. Whatever you tell yourself, you're going to believe. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that that's I recently did a podcast about imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. So the conversation that you're having with yourself, you're defeating your work, all the hard work, because you're saying it's not good enough. But the reason that you're saying that is because you're comparing that to somebody yes. else's. You're not even trusting the process of what, like. You can't compare your first book to Doug and James Patterson Hunter's book. It that's don't right. make sense. Like, I, like often stop. But yep. once again, that's that that in itself is another podcast. Like, if you get me going, we'll be here forever in a day. So I, I have no problem cut me off because I'll, I'll go on a rant. Easily. No, you're good. You're good. So like, and I'm going to put all of your, I'm going to put the link to your podcast and stuff in the show notes so that everybody can go listen to it. Because I listened to the one, um, I actually, it was Monday night, I was listening to the one that you did about imposter syndrome. And it was just like, it made me remember, like I had to remind myself, one, I don't know the other person's story that I'm comparing myself to. I don't know where they've been and I don't know what their goals are, but I'm sitting there comparing myself saying, why can't I be that successful? And you're like, you know, Hey, look at X, Y, Z. And like, if you don't know their story, it took this long for it to happen. And, you know, and I'm like, no, all they were immediate overnight success. Well, how do I know? But that's what my brain tells me because that's what I want to believe to make myself I don't know, to, to, to get down on myself. And that's, that's not healthy, <laughs> but we all do it. We're, yeah, we're all guilty of it. Yes. To a degree we are right. But mm-hmm. once again, it goes back to that self-talk and I, I believe wholeheartedly in believing in yourself, even reality telling that you're full of it. Like I don't care what people think you're the biggest fool that you then lost your mind, still believe in you. And what happens yes. is the more that you believe in you, you'll start doing the things to match up, to match that belief. Oh, yeah. And I think that and that's kind of what I want to foster here is that and not just believe in yourself, but find other people to believe in you with you, um, because golly, it can be such a lonely road um, yes, to ma'am. like take this journey. And so yes. to find someone who's going to like send you a message in the middle of the week and be like, hey, you're a rock star, you know, hey, hope it's going OK, because and that's what I found like when when you and I just kind of like hit it off, I was like, oh, this will be great. We'll just have some conversations. And instead, I'm like. I don't know, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, I got to tell DK about it. So, you know, like find that person who's going to cheerlead you through it and and not be like, yeah, you're right. You suck. <laughs> but you don't need that in your life. There's enough of that out there. Like get rid of it. I, I promise you. And I want to thank you. I want to give you your roses early. Thank you for <laughs> like, like everything that you do, like your strength is my weakness. Right. So we, we do the, 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 mm-hmm. what have you done the whole, at the end of the week? Like we compare, I'm like, oh, she's yes. killing it. Like, oh, she's, oh, she did that. She, oh, she did her whole list. Oh, so it's, it's stuff like that <laughs> that, be, that forces me to level up. And I yes. every, everybody needs authors. You, you, you definitely need those. Oh, so, okay. This is one thing I've, I've found that I have a problem with personally. I think authors romanticize the bad aspect of writing. Right. Mm-hmm, so what happens mm-hmm. is, it's okay to make a post. It's okay to have your moment when things are not going well. 
but that should not what you become known for, right? Yeah. You should not be known for the author that's always, you know, I have no motivation to write. You should not be known for the author that is always battling writer's block. You should not be known for anything negative. So if you, if you, the easy hack and trick to that is find somebody that you're compatible with, right? Go ahead and crown their shoulders and then have that person give that stern talking to, and then you get back up and get back at it. That's the easiest way to stop romanticizing the BS of writing, right? But that's just oh, my yeah. two cents. Well, and on the flip side, you know, you, you also have to put yourself out there in those vulnerable moments, I think, because then it does help other people realize where you are and that they're not on their own, right? Like that we can sit here and have these conversations. We're going to talk about our weaknesses in a minute and, and other people can say, Hey, you know what? I've got similar issues. Like I'm dealing and struggling with similar things because then somebody can reach out and be like, one, I've dealt with this. Let me help you. Or you can see that they're mm. struggling and reach out and say, Hey, I can help you because I've been there. Um, you know, so there is also the flip side of it that it's okay to be vulnerable, but you're right. You don't need to be like the negative Nancy all the time because other people right. are like, do I really want to read that? Sounds depressing. Anyway. True. Yes, babe. You know, <laughs> Okay, so you you've told us about your podcast. Now, what is a literary success consultant? Like, kind of hit the highlights on that one. It's okay. So when author, most authors come with me, and they they're they're somewhere between book idea and um, edit manuscript, right? Mm -hmm. And so I take them from wherever they're at in the process, and I get them to a professionally done self published book. So that's what that means. So nice. I don't care, right? What genre that you're writing in. I'm always able, I think my strong suit is I can weed through um, all the things that you think you have to do to the things that you definitely have to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. what I mean what I mean by that, I simplify the process of self-publishing. I think what happens is a, a lot of uh, authors, they think there's so many hoops that they can jump through to get their books published, self-published. And mm -hmm. true, it can be a daunting task, but yeah. there's a way to cut through that. You know, it's a definitely way to cut through that. And, you know, I take the overwhelm off of off of them. Right. Like, just give me, you know, your fully edited manuscript. You know, I'm gonna reach back out about a week, maybe two weeks, worst case scenario. And here's your professionally done book. So that, yeah. that's what me and my company does. OK, nice. Um, so like you provide the resources and tools to help authors like just hit that last leg to just kind of push through to the finish line. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, and being uh, specific, mm -hmm. you know, we do book covers, ebook, full book, um, typesetting, formatting, and also, you know, we, we lay out a plan for you to get your book in front of your target market. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. So that is, I mean, that's, that's fabulous. And we're going to, again, it'll all be in the show notes, like how to get in touch with DK and how you can um, utilize his resources. Um, he's going to have a brand new spanking website up soon. And Thank you. Uh, yes, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be rocking. I um, I'm looking forward to March. Like I think a lot of big things are coming next month, like in March, I know it's February right now, but, and we're just around the corner, but I really think that there are going to be some big things coming down the pipelines in March for both of us. And I'm really excited to see how it works. That makes two of us because, you know, quiet is kept, but we're going to tell you we've been working our butts off. And I think any I mean, hard work, any hard work pays off. And the thing is just being consistent and sticking to it. I think what happens is a lot of times people gets hard and when things get hard, people quit. That's when oh, you're yeah. supposed to, you know, double down, weather the storm and get to the other side. Like, you know, the, the bigger your dreams is, you have to match the, 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 the work ethic has to be equal or greater mm -hmm. than to get to that dream. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you, want, uh -huh. if you have small goals, then of course you do small work. If you have medium sized goals, you do medium sized work. If you have larger than life goals, prepare to sacrifice something. 
That's right. That's right. And I think um, also, I'm just going to plug it in again, find somebody who can support you, like not, yes. not like do the work for you, but to be there to say, let me give you an idea. Let me help you like just at least cross this bridge to get to the next thing. Um, and the accountability, like being able to like every Saturday morning, sit down and say, I did this with my goals and these are next week's goals and send them to somebody knowing that somebody, you have these things in an email somewhere. Like I have no choice but to finish them because somebody's going to mm. hold me accountable and be like, Jennifer, you didn't finish your work. <laughs> you know, you're not going to judge me for it. But at the same time, you're going to be like, you can do better. And that, because because somebody believes in you, because somebody's taking the mm -hmm. time out to make you a part of their journey. And I think what happens for me personally, I don't want to let you down. It, right. it, it boils down to that simple as everybody else in my life that I depend on. I don't want to let you down because I asked you, hey, I need somebody to hold my feet to the fire. You agreed yes. and vice versa things. So when Saturday comes, like, well, before Saturday comes, I'm working no matter how tired I am. Like, I got to get this done. Like somebody, yes. somebody want to see that I'm making some type of progress, you know? That's so. right. And, and stuff gets done. So many times, like, especially for new authors, they look at it as independent authors, like, because we are now responsible for not only writing our book, and finding a way to get it edited, but then we have to market and sell our book. And I think uh, we go into it thinking, oh, it'll be easy. Everybody's going to want to buy my book. Well, the problem is then you have to figure out how to market the book and then we make it harder than it has to be because there are systems that you can put in place. And I think that's, that would also be, that might even fall under a literary success consultants title that they could point them in a direction <laughs> that says, Hey, you know, we don't stop at the, the printed book, but you know, we can also show you where some of this other stuff can happen and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's not something that once you put the system in place, it, it kind of does the work for you. Right. So the thing, <laughs> the thing is, I think the, the big, cause I see something on TikTok and I, I'm trying my best not become a TikTok junkie, but right. yeah, some, some, somebody call a call uh, my sponsor, but look, um, what happens is I seen a TikTok and it was talking about all the many hats that authors have to wear. Right. Mm -hmm. From being writer, um, developing their own website to be an influencer, to learn marketing, like all that stuff is true to a degree. But mm -hmm. above all else, a writer has only one job to write. Mm hmm. Yeah, right, that, get it out there. Mm -hmm. you, you have to write before you even think about those things. Make sure your foundation, which is your books, because people will you attract people by those efforts being on TikTok, Facebook, all that. You you yeah. attract people by being on social media. But the reason that they stay and become repeat customers is because of the quality of your work. That's right. That's exactly so, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. So if you want to master anything, master writing. Like, like, and then so what you do, you do like a, a ratio. How much time are you spending on social media versus how much time are you writing? You should always, I'm guilty. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm not going to call nobody out. I am so guilty. I need a judge. Where's Johnny Cocker? You need a book. So, <laughs> so you should always spend more time writing than doing anything else. If you're going to call yourself an author. Now that may mm -hmm. ruffle some feathers, but you know, they'll be all right. It's true. You know, it's true. It's absolutely true. Like that's what that, and that's where I have to go back and, and it's only been almost two years, right? Like it, that, that the whole process started for me, um, be, being a writer, being an author, I have to go back and remind myself that I started all this because I love to write, you know, and that I wanted an outlet for the words that I had. And so I wanted to, to write first and that's where my focus needs to be because there are plenty of other people who can help me along the way to do the rest, which is kind of like, you know, the whole point of what I'm doing right here, like these connected conversations so that we can connect um, you and me and other people with others who have similar struggles, but also who might have 
a collaboration down the road for us, you know, that we can work together with and say, oh, you have this service? By all means, let's talk, you know, and, and that right. way we're not trying to find it on our own. We can plug in with the people that we need to connect with and go from there. Yeah, I, I I agree a thousand percent. I think what one I think it would behoove office just to like, you know, get their tribe. It doesn't have to be a large tribe. Just get a tribe of people that you can depend on. That's professional. Mm-hmm. That's trustworthy, and that that has your best interest at heart. Um, you know that you'll get closer to the 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 the, the major wins when you have a, a group of people helping you get into the smaller wins, right? Before Absolutely. You get to any, any big win, you got to get to the small wins. And so, if if say you're you're good at being, you know, you you finish what you start, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're very professional. I love your work. I am such a fan of you and what you do, <laughs> right? And so with that, I know if I need to sound more professional to have my words better, I'm going to come to you because that's mm-hmm. your strength, right? Mm-hmm. And so nothing off is like, stop thinking you got to do it all by yourself. Leave the yeah. ego at the door. Nobody yeah. nobody is the best at everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Find out what you do really, really well, and then make that your strong suit and you stay in that lane. And things that you don't do well, reach out and just make sure that the people that you're reaching out to, that, that you know, it's a mutual, you know, beneficiary uh, relationship. Yes, exactly. And, and that is, it's so funny, like you're kind of, you're going to segue us right into talking about um, knowing our strengths and our weaknesses here, because, you know, I want, I want people to understand that we live in such a fast paced world that we forget to connect sometimes like we don't, um, we don't connect with people authentically, we we see them, we like them, we scroll past, you know, and that's the only connection we make with some people. Um, even if we really like what they have to say in those seven to 35 seconds, or however long your attention span might be these days, um, you know, we, we don't connect, we fail to connect. And that's, that is kind of my goal here is for us to connect in some way, you and me, but also other artists and creatives, you know, whether it's somebody who produces covers for books or does their own like art, whatever art form they may take on, you know, in a creative world. Um, I just want us to be able to throw our support behind each other because it can be a very lonely journey. So since we're here and we really picked, I think, a, a good question to start all of this with, um, are you okay. ready to dive into the first half of the question? I am, I am, I am. Okay, the first question, so it's kind of a two-parter. The first part is, what is a skill you feel like you have mastered when it comes to writing and or publishing? Like something that just comes naturally to you. Like it's, you don't even have to think about it. You just do it. Um, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Just, the, just the simple fact of the, the art of storytelling. I think at the end of the day, I want to return the lost art of storytelling to authors. So if you think about it, it's 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 your 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 mind maybe get, may get overwhelmed when you think I have to sit down and write a book, right? Because mm-hmm. you think about everything that goes into a book, but when you think I just need to tell a story, let me simplify that the mindset. I just need to tell a story. I need mm-hmm. to have a great opening to you know grab your attention, right? To get you interested, right? Mm-hmm. And then before I even you know start to write the story, I need to have a great ending. Now I got two point two anchor points. Have beginning and ending. So right, like you wouldn't jump in your car and drive somewhere without knowing your destination. Most right. authors sit down to write, not knowing how their book is going to end. And so they understand why they keep hitting roadblock at the roadblock. Like as soon as you get that idea in your head, how you're going to start your book, how like this great opening scene, this great opening act, think about nothing else about how it's going to end. Once you got yeah. those two things in place, then you unleash your creativity to go from how I started to how I end. And so my mindset is, I I believe everything is story. 
And mm-hmm. I'm not bringing, you know, faith into it. Jesus Christ taught by story. If you go to the church, they yeah. teach by stories. Mm-hmm. Everything and everybody teaches by story. So that lets me know that, you know, at the end of a good story, money exchanges hands. The better the story, the more you, the more that you get your books in, into your reader's hand. If that story good, they're going to buy your books. So yeah. authors, do yourself a favor. Stop thinking, oh, I got this book to write. No, I just need to tell this great story. I like it. And in the process, not only are they telling a story, but you're helping them write their own story, like about where they started and where they're going as an author. Like you're you're involved in that process of, of getting their story yes. on track. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's kind of cool. Like you're t- you're helping them tell their story as they tell their story. <laughs> Let's kind of. Thank you. I do. A, and that's like, so, OK, like I can never give birth. Right. I can't. It's impossible. Right. right Physically, right. I'm just not even I'm not equipped. But anytime that I write my own books it's like a kid right right yeah anytime i help somebody else get their book from idea to an actual book like that's another child of mine that's right agree. right so it's all is as that may sound like i get so much joy when because i ask authors when you done they like you know i think so i just ask them do me one favor just send me an autograph copy and i'll be sitting yeah. in the mail come out i'll sit and i hold it i won't even open it up for a minute i'll just be like I feel so good about myself, but I feel even better about them because I know how they feel because they at one time they thought they probably was like, you know, overcome with doubt. I can't get this done. And once they did get it done, once they did hold their book in their hands mm-hmm. for the first time, they got to know, like, that's that's a part of them that's going to live forever. Like that's once right. they pass away, that book will be in circulation somewhere in this world, but forever. That's right. It's part, it becomes part of their legacy. It's part of their story. Like, you know, Hey, right. part of my story yep. is I wrote a book, you know, and here it is. Reason why I do look at life in its totality as a storyteller, because if you think about it, you know, you're the author of your life, right. Mm-hmm. And you should never give nobody your pen. Never. That's right. right. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. never give no, not your kids, your <laughs> wife, your husband, your best friend, you always hold on to your pen and you create your story for you. Right. That's right. And, and so people may think that may be selfish. And as kids, we were taught that selfish is a bad word. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. To a degree, selfish is a good thing because you have to look out for you first before you can look out for anybody else, because that's what part of your story. Absolutely. I mean, there's boundaries exist for a reason. Without boundaries, you careen off the side of the interstate, right? You know, like there are boundaries for a reason. And so, yeah, you have to, you have to protect that. I love that analogy. Like that's my new favorite analogy. I think that um, don't, don't give over control of your pen. And maybe because it resounds with me because, you know, writing is such a big part of who I am, but you know, like you, you have to, you have to remain in control. Um, Woo. Goodness, I'm going yeah. to ponder that one. That was going to come back to me a few times. I like it. Not, well, that that what well, I, I developed that later on in life because I am such a people pleaser. Like I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I can have my last. Give it to my daughter. I can have my last. I would get like whatever y'all want to do. All those going to make me uncomfortable. Although I'm gonna feel a certain type of way. You could have, and I had to have like I just had to stop. Like these people that's in my life that I love more than myself, they'll be all right if they hear the word oh, once in a while. They, they're what? not gonna lose they might be upset but they're gonna be all right like, i know, you know so. i know it's hard it's so hard especially because when you are a storyteller you want to share right like that is part of storytelling is sharing what's in your soul oh, that's so and good. so yes. yeah you know and so that's just that's kind of you have to also i guess in that case not only protect your pen but protect your story because um it, you don't want your just to bleed your soul all over the page. Like you, there's parts of you that you have to maintain. And so, yeah, setting those boundaries, even with people we love is so hard. The other thing is, you know, be aware of the moments and just add mm. someone to being a phenomenal storyteller. Just don't go through life, living life, 
be in each and every moment intentionally. Just don't Ooh, be yeah. right. Just don't be sitting there on the couch with, with your, your kids or your family watching TV. Take time to look at them, observe, right? Watch how mm -hmm. they do what they do, right? Like mm -hmm. if you think about it, the dynamics in the household, the, the mother is no more intimately than the father. Right. Because usually, the father yeah. usually right, right. The father's closed mouth. He's man of little words. He may grunt here and there, maybe barking when he's tired. Things of this nature, right? Like real Neanderthal. And I hate if I'm stereotyping men that got my hand up because I am that man at times. But I made a promise to myself, and I promise you, people that's listening, like this all relates to writing. Just stay with us. Look, so I made a promise to myself that I want my daughter to know me intimately. I want her to know me as well she know as she knows her mother, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of me sharing my story. Mm -hmm. And so like I, we'd be at the dinner table when we do like it was called Peaks and Pits. It was the uh, peak of your day and the pit of your day. Nice. And so, of course, every time I do a peak and pit, I, I always have a relating story. And my daughter, she's 13. She rolls her eyes. Oh, God. And then my wife act like she doesn't hear, like she's like, Mommy, you haven't heard this story. I've heard this story a thousand times. And then she'll <laughs> verbatim. I now get quiet. Well, like, you tell the story. Then she'll tell it. Right. And I'm, on the inside, she doesn't realize I am so happy because, like, God forbid I leave anytime soon. But just in case I do, like, she knows me, mm -hmm. right? And authors, you owe that to your readers. For them mm. not to necessarily know you intimately because you got to reserve some of you for you. But when they open up your book, they got to know you, right? It Parts of you bleed out into the book, whether you want, to, whether you want that to happen or not. Parts of you shows through your work. Stop playing it safe. Just let it go. And I promise yeah. you, your readers will definitely appreciate you for doing that. Oh, definitely. And I think that, you know, when they come to know what to expect from you, and it's okay, like, if you want to be, you can have a shock factor here and there. But, you know, when I read this, an author, especially when they have like a series, I expect consistency, right? Like, I don't want to all of a sudden, and, and I was reading, I was, I was finishing a book today. And I hate, like, I'm about to get off on my, one of my <laughs> tangents i hate the third act breakup like at 75 percent on my kindle building in that little corner it's a 75 percent, and all of a sudden somebody has decided they're calling off whatever relationship they have and it drives me bonkers because sometimes it changes the entire character's like personality and i hate that like i despise that i can't because i'm like you need your characters need to be consistent um i've already grown to expect your character to behave a certain way and so all of a sudden it's it's changed like they've had a switch in personality but you know so that's i find comfort and i think a lot of readers if they were being very honest would also say not that they hate the third act breakup but if they know to come to expect it from a certain mm. author then you know they're comfortable with that author whereas if somebody reads my book they're not going to find that because i hate it i'm never going to put it in my book if i can help it like it's not going to be a change of personality in the third act breakup. They may go their separate ways for a moment, but it will not be because somebody changed how they behaved. And, like, <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. No. But anyway, so, but I think that readers come to, when they go, grow comfortable with an author, um, that's, that's when an author knows they're successful because their readers keep coming back to read their stuff because they know what to expect. So yeah, absolutely. Like, but again, you have to be careful not to bleed your entire soul out there because I guarantee you, you do not want some of those people bringing their pitchforks to your front door and saying, you know. <laughs> so my thing is this, I hate bubblegum writing. I hate to predictable writing. Like I'm not I can saying that. give me, yeah. right. I'm not saying give me a shock factor throughout the whole book or throw me for a loop, but build up to that. So the question I want to ask you, because you had said something to the fact that you get down to 75% and then they break up, you know, in the third act. My question is, did the author allude to them possibly breaking up or was it abrupt? 
you know, and it, it kind of depends, right? Because in romance, like, and it is, it's formulaic is what it is. It's a, it's a formula that all romance writers use and, and it's fine. It's what a lot of people come to expect. Um, but and I think it's just the way that it's handled. I can I can understand if something tragic happens. So for example, I read a book, the one I read today, like it came out of nowhere, like the guy just up and left. Um, and I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like he was there and then he wasn't and he was gone for like five years. And I'm like, how does that even happen? Like it didn't, it didn't go with the character. Like it wasn't his character. Like um, it was out of character for the character. Like it just wasn't there. But then I read a book last week where, yes, something dramatic happened and it threatened the relationship come 75% of the book. But there was a resolution that said, hey, we can work this out. Like there was an emotional intelligence there that um, perhaps I just overlooked it in today's character. I don't know. But, you know, it, it, it varies, but it's a formula that a lot of romance writers, they follow. And um, I've just come to learn to expect it in most cases. And even if I'm not happy with it, I read it anyway. I know. That's ah, terrible. So that means the formula works. It does. Oh, absolutely. That's why they use it because it works. Um, but if you can, I will be, I like, I will pay more for a book like the one I read where they worked it out because I'm all about some emotional intelligence. Let me just tell you, like, um, like I did an entire, like a resource for authors that's about emotions and emotional intelligence. I'm like, give me some emotional, I find emotional intelligence very, very attractive in a book. <laughs> and so like, I am more apt to go towards that than I am that abrupt switch. Like, I don't, I don't like the switch. Right. So my thing is, I guess my thing would be as long as the author loses, it's, it's possible, like show, show traits in, in that in that character throughout the whole book. So therefore, even though you don't want to believe that it's coming, you believe that he's possible or she's possible of doing it. Now, if it just comes directly out of left field and there's no rhyme and reason to it, like you, I would have a problem with it because it yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Like if you got, right. okay. So like if you're writing, um, the bad guy, right? To make a bad guy likable, give him likable traits, but still let him do the most heinous stuff known to man, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. we still, but we may not agree, but we identify. So once he does something crazy, we've been identifying him with him throughout the whole book. And it makes sense. But, but for you to go left field and like, oh, what the? Come back. Like, yes. ah. like I, I'm too invested. Like, so I would be overly invested because like, believe it or not, I yes. am a sucker for love. Like I'm, I love a good... I like yeah, I've cried doing commercials. Don't tell nobody. But <laughs> way, yeah, that would that would definitely throw me for a loop, right? I want to feel like yes. you know, best to the point where as I don't know what's coming next, but like you, it has to make sense. Yes, like and that's that is the key to storytelling is like make it make sense. Like don't don't bounce around from place to place and and make me go, you know, I just wasted an entire two days, you know, getting to this character's end and for what, you know, like. I won't read another one of her books because of that. Like, I know it's coming. But notice what you just said, right? Notice what you just said. You didn't say I wasted my money. You said I wasted two days. So that should let readers know and fellow authors, like readers value their time. Like yes. if I get vested into a book, I don't care how much a book costs or the series yes. costs or whatever. If it's good, I'm going to pay, right? Because I yes. believe that that story is worth my time. Just like if you sit mm -hmm. and then watch Netflix or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. you believe that show that you're wa watching is worth your time and for it to do something that you believe like, what the, oh, I wasted, like I could have been 
it's gone. You can't get yeah. that back. So mm -hmm. you definitely have to take that in consideration before you do something that may, you know, make a reader not enjoy your books, you know, your future books. Absolutely. And I think that's why, you know, finding someone who can help you kind of develop that. Like I have, I was so thankful when I put my book out um, in October this last year, like the whole, I don't know, it was probably a good six months leading up to that. Um, I had finished the first draft and I sent it to the editor and I was like, now here's the thing, like, not only do I need you to fix my comma and grammar errors, because I know they are there, um, because commas, I'm just like, comma here, comma there, like commas everywhere. And you've taken them out where they need to be taken out. Like, that's just one of me. That's just me. Um, but I was that's like, I funny. need you. <laughs> I'm so weird. Um, so I was like, but I need you to like, make sure that my story makes sense. Like, make sure that I'm taking it in the right direction. So that's why it's important to have that. Don't just read your book and run spell check and think that it's done because it's not like have another set or 12 sets of eyes on your She's book, you know, like I'm serious. Like I probably, I sent it out to, I probably sent it out to seven or eight people plus my editor and said, read through my story before I even consider publishing it so that I know um, what it's going to, what needs to fix, you know, find my plot holes, but also like, are you going to hate me for the ending or for the middle? Mm. You know, like, is there a part of it that I need to, to rework? And that's the whole point of having these kind of conversations is that you can find those people who will be on your team and who will be honest with you and say, mm, that's probably not done yet. You probably need to go back and check it, you know? And so um, I, I think that that's kind of part of why I want to do this because I know having people in my corner is so important um, and knowing their strengths and their weaknesses also kind of helps to, um, to know how they can help me or if we're just going to be friends and you're not going to help me. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know. I need to know. Right. Like I'm very it protective does. of it. it. You know, because we like like Erica Badu said, I'm sensitive about my stuff, but she doesn't say stuff. But yes, uh, as mm -hmm. creators, we are definitely well, we are so sensitive. Like we're yeah. just like it, but the thing is eventually we gotta let it go. That's right. And that's the yeah. that's the scary part to like let it go. And like, oh my God. Before we get to weaknesses, let me tell you my strength. Let me tell you what I think my strength is. I am a okay. planner. I can plan the heck out of anything. Um, it's a matter of um following through sometimes like I, I I plan so well and so much that I get overwhelmed uh with 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 the rigidity of it I think that I have to stick to my plan exactly and so that's where my weakness comes in is that like I want my plan to execute perfectly every time okay. um so I can put the plan on paper but my weakness is um for example my goal this week that every day I was going to write a thousand words before lunchtime, basically. Like I wanted a thousand words on the page. Um, and I did not write a single word on Wednesday. I didn't. So on Thursday, I forced myself to write 2000 words. Okay, great. The next day okay. I wrote 700 words and I was like, what? I've already failed my goal twice because, and I'm like, that that's how I see it. Like I didn't execute the plan as it was on paper. And so I get onto myself for like, I, I went over my weekly word goal. I went over the whole weekly word goal, exceeded it by a good number. And I still was like, but I didn't execute the plan. Mm. That's my weakness is that I get so focused. Like I'm hyper-focused on it's got to be this way. Famous quote by Bruce Lee, be like water, be adaptable. Right. So you have to, oh. so the thing is you, you have to ask yourself, 
why am I not as creative on some days I am the rest? And those days mm. you need to be like water because like there's certain things that go into you being creative, right? Like you, you, how did you start your day? What was your interaction with your husband, and your kids, right? You had to, mm -hmm. what was it? What, did, was my coffee tasting the exact same way, right? Did I, <laughs> right. did I open up my phone to get some bad news? Mm. All these things play into your creativity. The Definitely. only thing that doesn't happen is like you roll out of bed, roll into the bathroom, roll in front into your laptop. So therefore, like, that's the only way. But we know that that's a rarity from it happens. Like mm -hmm. there's something, we want to interact with something, someone. And that something, someone can play a part on, on how creative you're, you're being. And then on top of that, how much sleep are you getting? How much rest? What are you eating? So do yourself a favor. Don't beat yourself up. Simple fact that you sat down and you got some words on the paper. Is yes. I agree. I and and it's just hard for me because I I love I love to tell people, well, you just got to flex and roll. And I'm like, hey, pot and <laughs> meet the kettle. You know, like <laughs> I'm like oh, flex and roll and fine. <laughs> that's not. That's so not me. If I could take my own advice, but that's like I I am the greatest coach ever. But far as me, you know, coaching myself, it it I'm just being honest, being transparent, and hopefully by me doing so can help somebody. Yeah, like, that's because you need somebody that that can see you, tell you that you're doing okay, or tell you that you could be doing better. Yeah, because it's hard it's hard to self coach, right? So you know, as a friend and as a you know coach, I like to believe in your life. You're doing fine. I promise you, you are, and you're going to make your day. <laughs> That's right. I, and and see, it takes it takes other people saying it sometimes and because it goes back to what you said earlier. You know, we we will tell ourselves the truth. We will tell ourselves a lie. Either way, we're going to believe it. It's like if I can only <laughs> just take this advice, if I can only just apply this to myself, if I can only apply this to myself. Right. I would that's be so right. much better. That's what that's where these collaborations come in and connecting with people and just being able to be your authentic self and say, I am struggling and having somebody that you can message that to and be like, today sucks, like help. And and they're like, you've got this. And I'm like, Hey, I've got this, you know, that you have to have those people in your corner. And you that's do. what, that's my goal here. Like I want this to, to take off just so that there can be support out there for other people who are kind of in the same boat. What is a skill you feel like you will never master or that you struggle with regularly? Edison. Like I oh. think you have to be a special breed of person. Like this is just me, right? Um, I love to write. I love to play with words. I love to mm -hmm. have my words take a person on the most magical journey, no matter what genre I'm writing in. Love it, right? I think mm -hmm. I get so me personally, I get so, you know, enamored with stories. Like I, I like, okay, before I answer the question, bear with me. I am a huge fan of wrestling. Huge, mm -hmm. right? We all know wrestling is not real. But wrestlers, when they tell the story inside the squared circle, they suspend belief. Mm -hmm. that's the perfect storytelling like because you know this man is not getting hit as hard he's being hit mm -hmm. he would die but right but the fact that they're acting it out the fact that you got the crowd going crazy the fact that you got the announcers selling it to me that is some of the most perfect storytelling ever but to, to edit oh my god you like i don't understand it because a couple of things being with an editor right first of all you have to be the grammar police mm -hmm. right but in doing so you can't lose the voice of the author Right. And so you got to be really, really right. Right. So you got to be really careful who you let edit your work. They could be the best editor in the world, but if they can't match your voice, understand your genre, then they're going to butcher your work. And in their mind, they did a great job. But in your mind, you did, you, I lost my voice in the process. And yes. So also you got to be really, really, really careful about that. I love every aspect about self-publishing, writing books, the whole nine. I do some great covers. It doesn't matter. 
Talk to me about editing. I will refer you to somebody else quick, fast, and hurry. My company does every. Let me let me go on record and say this. My company does everything besides editing. <laughs> everything. We just like nope. Bring bring. Give me the fully edited manuscript, and then we can do business. I, I, that and I, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I actually had a conversation with a girl the other day. She was saying, "How much should I save up for an editor?" And I'm like, "Well, here's the thing: if you're going to get a good editor, you're going to spend some money. Like if you're going to go indie yep. publishing, you know, you're going to spend money. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay pennies for." a proofreader. I don't need a proofreader. You know, that's what my, that's what my family and friends are for to, to go through yes. and be like, yeah, that's, that's a problem. Um, like to just proofread and tell me that I've misspelled a word or whatever. Um, if, if my spell check didn't get it, but I told her, I said, you know, but also find, find someone that you connect with. And that was the thing with my editor, Jennifer, like we connected, um, mm -hmm. we had a lot in common just as people. Um, and, and as far as our genres were concerned. And so I felt like I could trust her with my work. Um, mm. and, and I wasn't going to get back her work. You know, I was going to get back Ooh, my work good. that I gave that's her. Good right yeah. there. Yes, 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 yes. And you're right. Like, and that's a message that self-publishing authors need to know. The most money that you should spend should always be on editing, not absolutely, cover, not formatting, not typesetting. It has to be the editor because you know what absolutely. I'm saying. Like, and, and some people may disagree. Nobody buys your book because of the cover. Nobody sure. buys your book because of the title. They may be, you know, they may pick it up. You may spark curiosity because of those things, but they don't read your cover. They read your title once. They read the book. So Common Sense 101, it would behoove you to have the best book that you possibly can put out. So Absolutely. You, the most money has to be spent on editing. Like, if you don't mind, let me give somebody a, a quick, a quick hat if they're lacking mm -hmm. funds, right? So authors out there, if you don't have, you know, as much money to get your book to the finish line, make sure that your money is being spent on editing. You can go to Fiverr and get a doggone ebook cover, right? You can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. and, and like, it doesn't have to be the best cover. As long as the title is, the title of the book is catching and the editing is, you know, above standard, you got a good book on your hands. Mm -hmm. like, the rest of that stuff is like fluff anyway. Mm -hmm. That's oh, just yeah. my two cents. No, it's good. And, you know, there are plenty of resources out there. You can go up to a university and find you an English major who loves words and who loves writing. Right, right. And they will be more than happy, you know, for $50 to go through. And that would be a good first run through. You can, you know, you can save money that way. Um, or even English professors, a lot of them will do that kind of thing. Um, but don't skimp on the editing because that is, I, I picked up a book, the the premise, uh, I, I picked it up on Amazon. Um the premise was good. It sounded really intriguing. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds mm. good. And I got it. And let me tell you on the second page, by the time I got to the second page, I had pulled out a red pen and had already marked misspelled words. How do you get a misspelled word these days? I don't know. Like you can't, there should be no reason to have a misspelled word in your manuscript because Max. it will, it kicks it back and says, Hey, you can't publish this, but whatever it did. Um, and there were misspelled words. And the, I mean, you want to talk about um, inconsistent. I mean, even pronouns were inconsistent. I'm like, I thought it was just a minute ago. I mean, we're talking about page two. And I was just like, this is why, like, you have to have an editor because somebody, I didn't finish. The, I, I got to page two and was done. I didn't, yeah, I have no did. idea how that right. book ended. Right. So, and the reason that you didn't finish because it, the most important, the most important part of the book didn't deliver. Like yeah. that's the, right. Right. Like that's the most important. Look, okay. Look, authors, here's something I want you to understand. Amazon has this feature called the look inside feature. They're telling you what needs to be the most important part of your book. 
Mm-hmm. Like they don't like they telling you the first couple of pages of your book is the reason why people buy your book. That's right. Right. They want right. They they're telling you that. So you need to have the best opening, attention grabbing, grab you by the collar to like to get the reader in. If you fail and suck there, your book will not get brought. I don't care if you buy it. I don't care if you sell it digitally or a print book. Think about it. If you have a, like you know, I go to the bookstore regularly. People will come in, right? They'll pick up a book off the shelf. They'll flip through it. If you see them put that book back, that means the first couple of pages didn't register with them. That's all that yep. means. Yep. That's it. Because if it registered with them, they're gonna they're gonna put that book underneath their armor. Even if they can't afford it, they're gonna make a mention of I'm gonna get this book next time. Yeah. So yeah, authors, it would behoove you. Like you, you, you editing, you have to pull. I don't like you can hire almost anybody to do your cover. And, and I shouldn't give that away because I'm into that business, but I'm just <laughs> wanna be honest, right? Like you, like it's not hard. You can actually go to Canva. You yeah. go to Canva and create a cover. Like, like I mm-hmm. there's 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 covers that sold millions of, of copies and it had stick figures on it. Yes. Stick figures. Like, I'm not lying. So I'm okay. this is the one I, I did it on Canva. Like this is my book. It well, I've got a, a screen okay. like my background, but like Canva, it's it, they make it so I'm not an artist. I am not an artist, but like Canva but, makes stuff like that easy. Um so, so, so if what you can't afford it. Right, but you understood what you had to do. We may be slitting, I won't say, we, we may be undermining our business by doing so, but it's okay. We love y'all that much. We have no problem doing that for y'all, right? That's we're right. Gonna give you, we're going to give y'all the goods because some people, even with Canva, and Canva is, it's almost foolproof. Like you can't go mm-hmm. wrong using Canva, right? But some people are intimidated by technology. And oh, so yeah. they'll, they'll still find their way to us. That's not a problem. But to, to answer your question, it's definitely the editing part. Like I don't have the, the nerve. I'm not that anal. Um, I'm not that special person. Like I love editors that that do, let me let me let me go back up. I love the good editors to life because they're really great at what they do. But that's something mm-hmm. I couldn't do. And since I I, I don't even try, I'm gonna be honest, I don't even make the attempt. Um now nah, I'm good. Let me find somebody yeah. that, that catches my voice and, and pass my work on to them. And the reason that I do that because if I knew that I had to edit my work, um my book is gonna suck something horrible. Because yeah. I would horribly edit my book. I'm just honest with myself, and I'm, that's not my strong suit. So sure. that's another thing, authors. You have to realize what your strong suit is. And don't be afraid to be like, I don't do this well. I don't do that well. And the things that you don't do well, outsource. Yep. And that's, and that is, again, that is my goal, like to connect people, you know, to connect with people, not for my own benefit, but to say, hey, you're not the only one struggling with this. But I bet in the group of people that we have coming through here, we will find somebody who can help you. And even if we were, you know, I don't think we're slitting our own wrist by saying, hey, you can do this yourself, because here's the thing. You don't want to not everybody wants to work with me and I don't want to work with everybody else. Right. Right. You've got to find that person that you connect with and that can see your style, who can hear your voice in your stuff, you know, in your work. Um, So I think that it's really it's important to be able to nail down and say, this is what I'm not good at you know, to have that, but it's, don't wave that as your flag. Your flag is not what you're not good at. That's just admitting the fact that you need other people and we're here to provide those other people. A thousand percent, a thousand, mm-hmm. like check your ego at the door, right? Yes. You know, that uh, you got to leave your ego at the door and be, and, and think, think about it. If you're, if you admit to yourself that you're not good at everything that gives you a free time to keep doing the things that you're good at, only mm-hmm. to get better at the thing. And eventually what happens, you become yes. great. Lean into your strong suit. You know, and in doing so, you'll become better at it. And once you become better at it, eventually you will master that thing. And once you master something, like, yeah, yeah, the zeros increase, you know, at the end of that check that you want to get. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, you think about it, 
you do what you're good at. And then you're supporting someone else's business who needs the business that something they're good at, you know, and it's like, yes. it becomes a community of supporting one another and you're not, yes, ma'am. You know, you're not stressed percent. out doing it all yourself, but you're, you know. Yeah. Right. Oh, and that's another misconception too. Like y'all don't like, this is because you're a self-published author, right? You, you don't have to do this all yourself. That's right. That's right. You, you don't. You and, and I think what happens, a lot of people don't get their book. They don't bring their book to market because they believe they have to do it all themselves. And they, they fail to inquire, like, well, who does this? Who does book covers? Who does typesetting? Who does formatting? Who does editing, right? Like, mm -hmm. who can teach me how to market? Who can tell me what social media platform to be on where my doggone target market is? Like, you have so many people out here with these resources. Now, granted, you do have a lot of people that's, you know, blowing smoke. So do you do diligence in your research? Right. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and I, you know, my, I encourage people go have a conversation with somebody like you will know within probably the first five to 10 minutes if that person is even worth the time of working with them. Um, you know, I can, I can I immediately when you and I had our conversation, the very first conversation we had, I was like, he's not going to be a hard one to talk to because he's authentic. He's going to put himself out there. That means I'm, I'm safe and I can put myself out there and we can collaborate. That's how, you know, like when you can have a conversation right. with somebody without going, right. <laughs> you know, that's, now, that's, uh, that's huge. A thousand percent. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I know, I know this is your show. I'm so sorry. Right. I feel no, like podcast mode, right? right. It's so a conversation. Yes, ma'am. It is. So the question to you, what is it that you, you know, find the hardest thing that, 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 that you won't do or can't do or have trouble doing? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, that seems to change. Like, from, from, let me make you a list. Okay. So, and honestly, I've, I've learned something new in every stage, like in every stage of this process, I have found something that made me go, I don't like that. I don't want to do that again. Um, and that, you know, something that I will, I will find someone else to do. So um, the most recent thing that I have learned that I'm not good at and really don't like doing, like, I can do social media. I can do that kind of thing, but it takes away so much time. Like it just does. It takes mm. so much time, um, but I love doing it because it's a creative outlet. And so I will do that. Um, I took a class recently. It was like two weeks ago. I took a class on uh, Amazon ads, how to do Amazon ads for, because okay. my book is on Amazon and, and it's the ebook is on Amazon. And, um, and I was like, okay, I want to know how to have ads because I want my book in front of more people because just having it there is fine. But when you have the ads on Amazon, like they'll put it up, you know, related to this other book that somebody else has read and that kind right. of thing. And so I followed this guy's advice and I was like, all right, this is it. It's going to go big. And I was like, target marketing keywords. Uh, like, I don't know. I'm not sitting here and comparing myself. Like, I feel like I'm comparing myself to somebody and I'm not supposed to compare myself to anybody. I'm like, I can't tell you my book is like XYZ's book, you know? And so that target marketing, trying to find my target audience. I'm like, I don't want to exclude anybody. I want everybody to be, you know, to see it. If they want to read it, it's there. Um, so yeah, target oh. marketing, like narrowing down my market. I hate that. It's so bad. It's dumb, but it's so bad. That is too funny. We, we're going to help you. I promise you. If we don't do nothing else before we're done, I got you. To be honest, right? Like, so what you said resonates with so many authors because if you was to ask them who are their target market, they'll give you some this um 18-year-old female from 18 to 45. And like all 18 to 45 years don't read. Like, let's get that clear, right? Like, and that's, the, and that's when, when I have the consultations with my clients, that's the hardest part to get them to understand the more that you narrow down, right? Your target market, the better, 
right? People yeah. look at these big numbers like, oh, I got a million. That's, that's, and I know you may have a million people that read that, right? But there's the way that you write, the way that you tell your story, that 10,000 of that million will resonate. So yeah. shoot for that 10,000. And what happens is that 10,000 become loyal readers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and one thing about a reader, a reader, especially when a book is great, I didn't say good, mm-hmm. when a book is great, a reader will tell other readers about your work. Right. All this, like once you do hear this episode, if you don't take anything away, and I think there was a lot of jewels given today, but if you don't take anything away, please take away the fact that you have to spend equal amounts, if not more time, finding your target market than anything mm-hmm. else. If not, you're not going to do as well as an author. Not because you have a, a poorly written or bad book. It's because the people that would love your work can't find it because you didn't find them. Absolutely. And I think it, like you have to build a community, like there has to be community building involved and, and the people who are drawn to your community, they're your target audience. Um, and right. that's once you see who it is that, that wants to be your friend, you know, and I use that term loosely because that's the term that they use, but um, like when they, when you see who's approaching you, then you realize, oh, I bet that's my target audience. Like you don't always have to go fishing. Like a lot of times they will come to you if they, you know, trapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I know that's another like that's a whole other ball game. Like we could totally like right. chase down that rabbit onto another trail. We'll just have to do it again. <laughs> we do, we do. You- and with that, with that though, like you have to be, and this is so this is key to me. Like the authenticity has to be there. Like you have to be who you are. You can't go out there and and unless you are just an amazing actor or actress and you can you have the mental bandwidth and the emotional bandwidth to be a different person you have to be yourself um because if you yeah because if you start putting out there something you're not then people are going to be very disappointed when they find out who you really are uh and then you lose your community right and and keep Mm -hmm. in mind authors like readers but we 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 live in a day and age where people are nosy right Oh, are not right. People are not no longer buying your product because your product is good. People are buying people. So the mm-hmm. more that the people believe that they know you, the more apt they are to buy. So mm-hmm. when you get on social media, like don't forget the word of social media means to be social. Like, you know, I'm not saying yeah. give them your life story, but you got to show up and be consistent. Yeah, it's got to be show up and be consistent, and then you know make mention of your book here and there. And when sometimes mm-hmm. you drop your book, like okay, uh, people back like they feel as though that they that they know you. It's so harder to buy yeah. something from somebody that I don't know you. I, you yeah. just, I don't know you. I don't know what your book is about. But if you got yeah. somebody that's been talking about their book for like six weeks strong without fail, irregardless, let me please say this, irregardless of what those numbers say, because we look at the numbers, one like, one share, one save, and we like, oh God, I did all this work with this TikTok and that's all I got. Been there, yeah. done that, right? But it doesn't matter. Stay consistent. When it's time, for your, your tribe will find you. As long as you're consistent, you will attract them. And I'm not talking about no hocus pocus stuff. I'm just saying you're being consistent in your messaging. And what happens is, regardless of the algorithms, you're going to attract your target market. Of course, you have to do a little bit of work with that, but it's more than doable, more than doable. Absolutely. Yeah. Consistency, authenticity, um, and and just being willing to take the risk. Like, I think sometimes we get so scared um, to to step out there and be ourselves. Like, it's taken me... I will be 40 this year. I'm just going to say I will be 40 this year. And it has taken me 
good part of that 40 years to realize that I'm comfortable with who I am and I'm willing for people to actually see who I am. And do you know how much more freedom I have to be myself when I accept that I don't, I will attract the people who are supposed to be attracted to me. You know, like I will, I will find my community. I'll find my tribe and they will find me because I am being myself. Oh, I could, mm, I could not say it like mm, put a bow on that. Like I can't say it any better. Like at the end of the day, be you. Like, uh-huh. mm, and that goes back to the, the art of storytelling, just being you. You're telling yeah. your story along with your book, and people will identify with you. They'll identify with your book. They'll like you or hate you. Either way, they're going to buy. People that, that yeah. like you going to people that like you will buy to support you. People that hate you will buy to pick it apart. Either way, your goal is to make the sale. That's right. That's it's right. Like, I don't care. You like me. Just like I just need to make this. And I don't want to seem like I'm hopping on money. But what I'm trying to tell you, stop chasing to be liked. Just be yourself. What you said, being authentic, a thousand percent. Be yourself. That's it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Like we could we could probably do this for like another hour. <laughs> Thank you for taking this time to hang out and to have these conversations um, like people, if they will actually listen, they will, they will come up with some really good information and some really hard truths. Like, I think that listening to what we have to say here, like they, they will find themselves connecting with a lot of the things that we are sharing. Um, and, and I hope that that attracts people to want to be part of the conversation, uh, and, and that it doesn't scare them off because hard truths are sometimes what we need. And I think that um, right. that's yes, that's what, totally what I'm trying. To, yeah, like, and that's what I'm trying to provide here is let's have the hard conversations so that the next conversation you have is a little bit easier or the next project you pick up or whatever the case may be. I'm nervous and I'm excited about what's what's coming down the pipeline. And uh, I'm so glad that you're in my court. <laughs> like, I'm glad oh, that you're on my team I, for this. I, in all honesty, honey, I would not be no other place in the world. Like, <laughs> I tell you this offline. I tell you this all the time. I'm going to say this on air, right? I'm going to fanboy from that. You know your stuff so well. It's it's scary, right? Like if y'all not following on Jen on TikTok, do yourself a favor, right? If you want to get a lesson in character development, like do yourself a favor. Like what makes your book, what makes books so much more relatable is identifying with the character. Yes, I am literally, I am literally being, you know, this the host of this show is a master at no smoke, no lying. She's a master at character development. Like I can't, I, every time she posts something, I just share it. Like I don't even finish listening to us go in and share. Like, like somebody needs to get this information, right? I don't even, and that's not even me, you know, because I like you right now. I've been told you before, if I didn't think your stuff was good as I, like it is, I wouldn't do what I do, but I know it's a missing component and you do, that's something I don't do. So yes. authors, do yourself a favor, like go follow her on TikTok, go pick up whatever she's offering, right? <laughs> it will set up your writing platform where you won't, won't have to struggle to, to develop characters that's believable. Thank you. I, like, <laughs> I've told you before, like, you're so terrible for my ego, but at the same time, like, I thank you because I'm not going to sit here and say these things about myself. Like I'm not, and it's not because I'm humble, but it's because I struggle with, you know, I don't want, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to sell them something that I'm not selling snake oils, right? Like what I have to offer, I really believe in. Um, but I, I need, I need you and people like you to, to remind me that other people need what I have to offer. So thank you for those really sweet words. I appreciate it. And they were all um, honest, they were all <laughs> honest. So look, I tell you what, I'm gonna do you one better, right? Okay. Like 
if if go follow Jen on TikTok, right? And she always gives something like to the point, direct, and like she'll get you from if you're stuck in a certain area when it talk about developing your characters, she'll get you over that hump. If you do not believe that she can do that, I want you to inbox me, inbox me, Ooh. and I will give go inbox me, and I will take off ten percent of any service that you need. I'm putting my money with my. If she don't get you over the hump and having your characters be better, believable characters, because I've been reading some books, I'm like, oh my god, like what the? This character has no depth, right? Yes, like has, I hate that. Your favorite actor is your favorite actor because when they act in the movie, you forget that they're your favorite actor. Yes. That's what Jennifer does for the characters in your book. Like what that's my goal, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, that's the tagline. That's the chop that up. What I just said, and that's the whole thing. She makes the characters in your book become your favorite characters because you forget who, and you there's so much more believable for that fact. Well, and that's my goal, and, and you know that's people are my jam. Like people scare me, and I love people all at the same time. And and so to, and so I have spent years, like decades, trying to understand people. Um and. and it's funny because I think my understanding of people helps me to write better characters. And my goal mm. is to help other authors write better characters. Because if you have good characters, when I read, I, I read to escape reality. I don't want to sit there and be faced with reality when I read, but I want to be able to take the place of that character, right? Like I want to be that character. If that character is someone whose head I can slide into and, and understand where they're coming from, yes. then I'm in a good book. You know, and that's what that's my goal is to offer people the opportunity to write better characters. Like that's what I do. And you do that so well. So thank well. you. Thank you. As always, this has been fantastic. And you took a risk being the first guest on the show. And I am thankful for that. Pleasure is all mine. And you stop it, girl. There ain't no risk. I've been there's no other place I would have rather been. It's like I like I I, I to be honest, I'd have been insulted if I wasn't your first, right? I would have been I'm just I, I'd have been like what? As much as we talking, I can't be your first. You would be lost. No, you are it. You are you are it. You are the first one. Now, you know, I did a solo episode. The, the first one was a solo episode, but that was just kind of a to kind of intro to get things started. Please don't have any fears for people identifying with your message, right? Because it's needed. Like, and I think yeah. it was, it was not only from like authors, right? Society, the state that we're in, is needed. Honest, oh, yeah. good communication is needed. Okay? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. we, we just have to be authors talking shop, but good, honest conversation, checking your egos at the door, checking your beliefs and things at the door. And it's coming to us, coming to, to each other as humans. It's needed. And I think what you're doing is a great service. You know, I mean, I, I promise you, you're well on your way. Thank you. And I look forward to talking to you again, because I know that we've got another conversation coming up on your podcast. It's going to be I'm awesome. Definitely excited. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who has listened and who will listen. Thank you for joining me on this inaugural run of Connected Conversations for Creatives. Just remember to check out the show notes for all of the links that we've kind of mentioned today. Uh, if you want to join in on a Connected Conversation, just fill out the form. I look forward to talking to you soon. And in the meantime, go be creative, be authentic, and look for opportunities to make an authentic connection with somebody.